The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. Thank you for being here. This is show number 35, Radical Rodents to the Rescue with Jen Paz of Radical Rodent Rescue. (laughs) I'm Charlie Kale. Thank you, Charlie. (laughs) You heard me say it right. (laughs) Right. I'm a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in-person and in-animal appointments because energy transcends space and time. And there's more on my website at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I don't discriminate. The love from an animal is always enormous, whether it comes from a giant elephant or an itty-bitty mouse. My guest specializes in those tiny animals with huge personalities and hearts. She is the founder and director of a rescue group called Ratical Rodent Rescue. Yes, Ratical (laughs) Rodent Rescue in Vallejo, California, which is here in the San Francisco Bay Area. With a background in zoology and counseling, she has decades of animal experience and now devotes her life to the rescue and rehabilitation of domestic rodents and other small animals. Welcome, Jen Paz. Well, thank you very much, Charlie. It's an honor. I, I You're so busy with uh, rescuing and rehabilitating and rehoming rodents and small animals that it was hard to get you on, but I appreciate your being here. What small animals do you take in? We do um, chinchillas, guinea pigs, hamsters, mice, rats, <laughs> anything that really needs help, but mostly rodents. They we are occasionally get others. <laughs> a- adorable and they get such a bad rap people get so squeamish and they just each one of them have their own little personalities and they're just adorable <laughs> what makes right? you they're so amazing they are adorable and they are super especially the rats i mean they're all amazing in their own way but the rats are like super super intelligent and and able they to are. connect with us. Yes, <laughs> they are. And I noticed on your website, you say domestic rodents. So it's not like you rescue the field mice or the mice that are all over the Sunset District in San Francisco who get into all of our houses. <laughs> no, indeed. And thank you for that, because I can't tell you how many calls I get about people finding wild uh, mice or rats outside and babies that, you know, they have separated from their parents, whatever. And I'm like, just 
it's better really to leave them alone most of the time, <laughs> to be honest with you. And you yeah. really can't. It's not it's not great for them or you to have them as pets. And we certainly don't mix them. Right, right. So how hard is it to run a rodent rescue because so many people are squeamish? You know, it's uh, it's actually the people that are hard. The rodents are awesome. And then just, you know, there's some really big supporters of rodents, but we're always constantly fundraising. Like, that's what I do most of the time. I do that more than almost anything else, even though I do the animal care and everything else, because I have to keep us afloat while I'm doing all the care. Yeah, uh, that's, so that's we, actually yeah. what I was thinking of, as in hard as in having people adopt Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. So adopt. Um, we have a great adopters, honestly, but there's never going to be. Well, I shouldn't say never. That's terrible. But um, the at the moment, <laughs> the amount of animals that we get in and the homes that are available are do not match. You know, there's there's way more animals than there are homes and their options are to be euthanized or to sit in a shelter that you know, doesn't really know or doesn't have the capacity to take care of them. So that's kind of how we came about. Um, and I, and the rest, sure. I mean, the shelters all call us because of that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, so no, then you not only take in situations you come across, whether it be a hoarding situation or people coming to you and sadly dumping their animal, you have mm-hmm. other rescues calling you to take theirs. Well, we mostly take from shelters. I mean, that's our number one. That was why we really started. And then, of course, obviously, there's always going to be a few surrenders here and there. But it's a it, it, we get large numbers at certain times of the year. And right now is one of those times for guinea pigs. And we always feel like it's when people start going on vacation or the kids are bored with it. And, you know, they just oh. kind of pass them along after a couple of years. I mean, I don't you know, there's no exact proof of that, but it definitely is not a positive thing it's a high number of people just being like eh (laughs) and you know what a horrible thing to a horrible thing to teach your children that a life is disposable that is exactly what I always say when I get upset about that I'm like why wouldn't you want to take this moment to teach them to stick with and take care of something they've taken the responsibility for or not just be like I'm bored (laughs) exactly exactly and then beyond that that a life is a life is a life Right. I mean, who's to decide what value that is? And the fact that that it doesn't even occur to them that it has value is frightening. Yeah. And and you think, well, cultural like deprivation is horrible. (laughs) It it is. And, you know, maybe those poor little mice or hamsters were saying, get me out of this hellhole, you know? Right. Right. Probably were were not being shown the love and respect they deserved anyway, but still that makes it hard when you're overrun with them. You can only take care of so many. So I guess well, foster, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're so full right now. <laughs> foster parents must be invaluable to you. Actually, it's really difficult to manage a foster program. I have some people that do foster for me that are fantastic, but it becomes very I, you need a, someone to manage just the people doing fosters, really. That's it true. It seems like a great idea, but you've got people that are running to the vet with things that aren't vet problems on a, you know, we have a really small budget. We have to make our calls accordingly and, you know, just things that we just don't, you know, like we work with some amazing vets and we go when we need to, but we do a lot of our own care ourselves. I mean, we have to, it's like farm. 
Right. And and you you become educated about whatever animal mm-hmm. it is exactly. that comes into your life so that you can take care of as much as you can at home. Right. I mean, that's what I try exactly. to do. Right, exactly. And it's funny because some people will, will will think that's kind of weird, but I always think, why would you take any, I mean, I wouldn't take a child either and stress them out and put them through tons of hospitals or doctors if they don't need to, you know, exactly. <laughs> not for a cut and abscess, you know, like, come on, it's stuff we treat at home and kids. Why wouldn't we treat it home and our rats or guinea pigs? <laughs> right, exactly. I'm talking with so, Jen Paz, yeah. founder and director of Radical Rodent Rescue at RadicalRodentRescue.org. And that is Radical, R-A-T-I-C-A-L, RodentRescue.org. So tell me about some of the events you have. I saw recently about a pop-up in San Francisco where people were drinking and mingling with rats. Yes, it was quite an interesting event, actually, and it caused a lot of controversy, which was kind of interesting because I'm surprised people thought the health department would let anything dodgy happen or whatever. But, yeah, we had a lot of people that thought that it was going to be like us taking um, traumatized rats and throwing them around this, like, you know, drunken bar. (laughs) Like, that is not what's happening. (laughs) Right. No, it's it's acting like exactly and I only took socialized ones we take our human education ones to events we have to go to schools that's what I was just you know using as an example I'm like schools are far more stressful for animals than going to an event with adults you know like even if they are drinking this is true yeah I saw that and unfortunately I couldn't make it um because of the dates but it reminded me of of the cat tea rooms you know where you drink tea eat brownies and play with the cats it was super, super popular, and we hope to do it again. They, we're talking about it with them. We'll, we'll see what happens because it was successful for both of us. And, you know, it was really nice because they gave us a generous donation, and then we were allowed to take donations and stuff. Plus, you know, we got a lot of publicity for it. And then we got in connection with so many rat people, and having so many rat people in the same room was such an incredible experience That's because we don't nice. all run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Having like-minded people strengthens the positive bond. It was amazing. The energy was fantastic the whole weekend. It was just fantastic. So you mentioned educational outreach. Where do you go? And who do you bring? Well, we used to every summer go. I didn't do it this year. I don't have a car. Well, I didn't have a car. We just got donated a truck, actually. But anyways, I used to go every summer to, like, Santa Cruz um, Animal Control uh, Camp and Santa the Humane Society camps, and sometimes I would do things in uh, the SPCA in San Francisco, although now they have their own human educator there, but uh, they, you know, we still do partnerships with them. We do things like coffee cuddles where you can come and meet um, animals and cuddle with them. It's an adoption event, but also a rodent social. I saw something on your website about Ratapalooza. Oh, my gosh, yes. We just had Ratapalooza. It was fantastic. That was our first rat event. We used to do a guinea pig um, uh, picnic pig every year. Ni- I with, saw uh, picnic, too, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this looks awesome. I want to go. <laughs> I know. Well, we used to do it with the uh, Bay Area picnic, and we made it really big, and then we just kind of went our, like, things just started changing for both of us, so we just kind of went our separate ways, not in a bad way, just 
you know, uh, we're going to have to try to find a, a way to arrange our own over here somewhere, which we hope to do by next year. But because we, they were so successful and people loved them so much, you know, we had such a great time. <laughs> it's so funny, right? Picnic. I love that. Right. Um, so dorky, up, but yeah. <laughs> growing up, we had cavies, uh, guinea pigs, but we called them cavies. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And- it, and we, I remember, you know, I was a little kid and back then you go to the pet store and we went to the pet store and we picked out this beautiful black and white cavy, brought her home and she turned into four. <laughs> she was pregnant. Oh so my gosh. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you hear that a lot. Yeah. Oh, still, still. I mean, still, I mean, you would think by now, right. It wouldn't be happening, but it's still right. happening. <laughs> And luckily, we were a loving family, and so we were like, okay. It was joyful. <laughs> bonus, um, you know, we will love them all. And, um, right, right. And they were precious, and I, I did, and, and you find out how different each one is. I mean, yes, it's they're all the same breed, but their personalities are so different. And it just, that's the way it is with all animals, but it's it was such a great learning experience as a really little kid to see Absolutely. that that these little guys all had such different personalities and so loving and sweet so what are this the things that you tell people when they're they're coming to you and they're saying well, i don't know if we want rats or mice or hamsters or chinchilla i don't know what we want how do you help determine <laughs> well First of all, they're very different animals. So I try to find out what they want from an animal. Like, what is their goal? Like, what is their relationship they want? You know, what do they want to do with them? Rats, you can take out. You have them on the shoulder. You have playtime with them and stuff. It's very interactive. Uh, you can even train them to go places like we did, you know, for the for the events so that people can um interact with them just as if they were their own because they're so used to people, so social. Um Guinea pigs too, like uh, super social. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I love, I love to uh, just bring people together with the different animals so they can see what the right vibe is for them. Right. You know, the guinea pigs are much more relaxing than animals. They're more. I mean, I, I, that's what how I see my herds because I keep them in herds. Um, I, you know, how many? Yeah, well, it? they're much happier. That's what I was going to say about your experience. That's so unique that you had a group of them. Yes, it didn't start out that way, but it turned out to be the best <laughs> situation it could be for them. So that I was going to ask you which animals should be adopted in pairs or or more and which should be solo. Okay, so basically the the hamsters should be solo and the male mice unless you have them neutered should be solo. Occasionally we have some hamsters that can live together from the same litters but really I prefer only I used to be more brave about letting groups go out and now I'm I'm a little bit more hesitant because you really have to pay attention or they'll just bully one into not eating and you won't notice it like it's not necessarily straight up in your face unless you're watching them all the time you know (laughs) so I, I I've gone to kind of going with more singular in most of the cases in those unless I just see an extraordinary uh, group which occasionally we do have i mean yeah, yeah. we have some great oh, ones right now <laughs> I, I, anyways I checked out some of your animals that you do have for adoption and 
Oh my God, they're just so precious. And I did fall in love with a couple kitty pigs. And it's so it's so oh. interesting that you say um, that you call them your Zen animals because I um, was reading something about that some of the traumatized animals, and I thought, oh, I should foster some traumatized guinea pigs because I'm really good with animals who've been through trauma. trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that would anyway, be fantastic. So I don't should... put your name out there too much. I'll be, <laughs> I'll give you a job. <laughs> I, would, I was going to say, uh oh, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> you did. You did. And you have to watch me because I'm definitely an animal pusher. I'm not going to lie. And I, and I, and I don't like even pairs. I, I always go for the three to four with the, uh, with the groups because and it's honestly better. And that's I why agree. I say you're, yes. And your experience was unique in that way. And the people that, I have convinced to take that extra step and get that third guinea pig. Always. I've never had anyone come back and say anything bad. They always come back with like, oh my gosh, that changed the whole situation. And I'm like, I know it's, you know, you're adding such a diff- another level of dynamics to the herd. And that's what they are, herd animals. Oh yeah. I would get three or four together for sure. Yeah. Um, I also have a German shepherd and a little terrier chihuahua mix and a cat. So they would get socialized with other animals, you know. In Great. Life. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why you have to learn to live together. They don't get a choice. They're like, this is going to be peace and this is our family. So... <laughs> You know, exactly. That's because I've had six animals at a time before. And people always said to me, six animals, because it was four cats and two dogs. Right. Time. And um, up until recently, sadly enough. But um, <laughs> it, people always said, oh, my God, do you have to separate them? And I said, no, they all run loose in the house, whether I'm home or not. And they all just get along. They know they had to. <laughs> it was like. They learn, right? They do. This they just it they accept it. <laughs> that's home that's family <laughs> we love and respect each other and if you aren't going to do that then let me know now but what you're gonna do right, it exactly so. I'm so with you on that and I think that energy just kind of floats around and like you know sinks in because even people that come into the rescue always say wow the animals are so happy here or if they're bringing someone to board for the first time they're like it's amazing because they're usually so scared or whatever, you know, and I think it's all the energy from all the animals being relaxed and happy and, you know, feeling safe. It's all about the energy and animals absorb energy and notice energy much more quickly than people do. Oh yeah, for sure. Animals react to energy. They live on energy. I mean, that's just, they don't have to think about it. They're just like, no, they're much more in tune with it than we are. (laughs) We've kind of lost touch. (laughs) And that's just it. Animals have so much to teach us. If we would listen, (laughs) if we would pay attention. And that's the same with small creatures. There's so much they have to teach us too. So we're talking. Absolutely. Jen Paz, founder and director of Radical Rodent Rescue at RadicalRodentRescue.org. What does your rescue need from people? Oh, gosh, what do we always Take need? as long help. as you need help. <laughs> because I know you need help in so many different forms, from volunteering to, to donations to people to adopt. So just go for it. What do you need? Exactly, exactly. We always need adopters because we are always taking in animals. The line never ends. It's always every time you adopt, a space opens up here for someone else. 
So that's a number one, obviously, for the uh, numbers. And then obviously donations, because it costs us to run this, uh, you know, the facility and, and be able to keep all these animals here. I mean, we house about 150 animals, you know, oh. at any given time. Oh. So we're not talking about 10 or 20. We ha- we care for a small farm. <laughs> So always donations in all forms, money, food, bedding, you know, I mean, it helps more when people give us what we really need, because a lot of times people just want to give us anything to do with animals, which is very kind, but sometimes it just piles up in the back and we can't really use it. So, you know essentials right. <laughs> like pine bedding paper towels oh, toilet gosh. paper you know stuff for the rescue because we have volunteers that come in and help and you know we gotta we give them drinks and food when they're here or snacks you know i mean all kinds of stuff like that um obviously we monthly supporters um volunteers oh my gosh anyone too with a talent that wants to to help like i would really like to get a youtube channel going and have you know, do different casts on there, like different videos on there on on educational things and interesting things about rodents. <laughs> um, yeah, we always look for artists because we do like Ratapalooza was a rat. Uh, we had a big art auction. It was put on by um, Eon Productions, E Money Productions, and um, they she basically set this whole thing up with this big art auction. And then we had belly dancers and performers, and <laughs> it goodness. was fantastic. Yeah, and we raised some good money. We had a lot of fun. We got a lot again, a lot of rat people together, just like we've always done with the picnics with piggy people. So, yeah. So, you know, people that do events, artists, anything, you know, we can always, any whatever your talent is, I think it's almost better to offer that. Obviously I need help cleaning. I'm the director and the funder and I need to be that's raising money. I don't need to be cleaning. Uh, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> it's not everybody's. And I'm really fast and efficient because I've been doing it so long. So in a way, sometimes I'm trying to teach people and I'm like, Maybe I should just do it. But the thing is, is I need my time freed up more because I always get fundraisers and great events going. And if I'm cleaning up cages all the time, I can't do it. I'm exhausted. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know. you're, you're the big picture woman for sure. And yeah. <laughs> you do need to spend time and energy on that. Um, yeah, my specialty is definitely not cleaning, as you can see looking around my house, which is a good Oh, thing. my gosh, I know. <laughs> I'm with you. See. <laughs> I feel like I have other talents elsewhere. And then when I have to do the cleaning, I do the best I can. But yeah, but who cares about cleaning? There's so many more important things to do in the world. <laughs> like, Live in you know? Oh, I so agree. So, um, oh, here's something I was curious about, too. I noticed. Oh, that air you- conditioner. Sorry. That's another thing we need. We need an air conditioner. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's not something we have here in the so Bay Area. It got so hot a couple of weeks ago. I know. Well, that's, you know, like something we never need, right? And then like that, what was it, last week? It was so hot. It was t- unbearable in here it for was them. Unbearable. It was, yeah, it was unbearable. Oh, wow. Poor babies. Um, this I, know, I found this uh-huh. really interesting. I noticed that when in your adoptions, you offer neutered and then you offer intact. Well, um, uh-huh. Is it safer for the animal not to be neutered or spayed or it's kind of it's kind of weird with rodents because obviously ideally sending out all the animals six in a in, in logically would be a great idea, right? Because yeah. we don't need any more even if it's an accident. Because accidents happen. I've made mistakes, they happen. 
hopefully not very often. <laughs> but anyway, right. um, you know, as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh. But um, anyways, uh, it happens, and I would love to send them all out. But to be fair, I have great vets we work with that are amazing. And they, they really, they are amazing, but they're still learning too on them because they are harder to operate on. They are very sensitive to anesthesia. And sometimes we don't necessarily lose them in surgery. We lose them a few days after or a month after. And we're like, why? Nothing was happening. (laughs) So I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, my background zoology, I'm not going to say like, oh, all surgery is bad because that's not true. Uh, and they're trying the best they can to find the most efficient ways to operate them on them. Like they're starting to do the female phase in the flank, you know, instead of having to go through the stomach and go through and pull everything out oh. from there. So it's a little bit less traumatic. Interesting. And then, I, you know, the hamsters um, are all intact. You don't offer neutered hamsters at all. No, we don't really we don't even know anyone that does those. And actually, it's really hard to find someone that can do them on a mouse. I mean, two of the people that I used to have do them, which was a high number for that around here is um, they're both gone. One passed away and one ended up um, having to retire early because of a medical problem. So it's like, you know, that knowledge just isn't everywhere wow. <laughs> even in vet school they don't that's that's a really big problem too because even in vet school they don't really train on them they only train for like two weeks or something i mean it's i'm not saying they don't know anything else because I, I i mean the vets i work with are fantastic vets and they're fantastic rodent vets so please don't think i mean oh i know everything and they don't know anything that's not what i mean at all no of course but not. um it's just that um, to specialize in each animal is a whole nother specialty right so right. So a lot of these just don't have experience and they, because of their experience with the animals they have, they try to treat them like those animals. Wow. And they're not those animals. It's just something fascinating (laughs) that you don't even think of um, until Uh -uh. I happen to see that on your site. So we're down to our last few moments. Do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to impress upon everyone? Oh, I just think, you know, be kind to other living species. I don't understand the concept of, of one species being worth more than another or us disposing of animals. I, I don't understand this. <laughs> I hope that people can see that, that rodents are just truly fantastic companions. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. Thank you so much, <laughs> Jen Paz, founder and director of Radical Rodent Rescue. Donate, volunteer, or adopt a precious little creature at RadicalRodentRescue.org. Again, that's R-A-T-I-C-A-L-R-O-D-E-N-T-R-E-S-C-U-E.org. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People and Pause, for in-person or distant healing sessions for people or animals at charliekale.com. And you can find past shows there. Also, you can find those on my page in Empower Radio. The easiest way to pick a show to listen to is to download the Empower mobile app for your phone, iPhone or Android. Go to the podcast link and look for Mind Body Pause. The show is also on Spotify. Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcast apps. Congratulations to Brent Carey, the founder and CEO, on the 10th birthday of Empower Radio, 10 years going strong. And to Remy Smith back in the studio in Detroit for being along for the ride for seven of those 10 years. 
Oh, wait, Remy, I shouldn't say along for the ride because you've been working hard all of those seven years, helping make Empower Radio the positive, empowering vehicle for radio shows that it is today. Take care and remember, no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it. They chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Paws is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.